0: Welcome to the Fit Balanced Healthy podcast. My name is Hannah, and I'm a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, health mindset coach, functional nutrition and metabolism specialist, and the creator of the Fit Balanced Healthy brand. Ladies, I get it. This whole health and fitness thing can be frustrating and confusing AF. You've got a career, family, and a life that you love, but this piece of your life is one where you still feel stuck that's exactly why I created Fit Balanced Healthy. I cut through the BS to help women improve their health, achieve their fitness goals, and find balance in both their bodies and lives. So if that sounds like what you need, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to episode 13 of the Fit, Balance, Healthy podcast. I had to re-record this because for some reason I thought we were only on episode 12, but that was last week when we talked about confidence. So we are here for episode 13 today. We're going to be talking about my journey, my health and fitness journey, where I started, what I've gone through over the years, and how I got to where I am today. Maybe even a little bit of what I'm working on now and what's next, because contrary to popular belief, I see your health and fitness as a lifelong journey, and there's always going to be things that you can work on. So before we dive into that, taking a moment to remind you, if you like what you're hearing so far on the Fit, Balance, Healthy podcast, if you want to keep hearing more, please, please, please share your favorite episode with a friend. And if you'd be so kind as to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen, if you leave a written review on Apple Podcasts, you can screenshot and send that. To me at fithandfoodie at gmail.com for a chance to win a free coaching session with me. So, spread the love and get the podcast out there so we can continue to share and reach more women. Now, with that being said, let's dive in. Let's talk about my story. And I'm going to start all the way back at the beginning and try to do this in a chronological order and really walk you through how I got to where I am and what that looks like today and how much it's changed over the years. So, my health and fitness journey, when I think of it, that way. When did it start? It has really been going on for my entire life. But if I think back as far as I can, just growing up, it was never something that I worried about. And some of you might relate. Some of you might not relate at all. And maybe you have struggled your entire life with your health, your fitness, your weight, whatever it might be. For me, it wasn't something that I remember struggling with at a young age, but it definitely was um, prevalent as I got older, especially in my teens. I was a dancer. I did competitive dance team growing up. And so I think that is when I first started to become a bit more aware of my body because obviously as a dancer, that is something that you do. You're very aware of what your body is doing and even what your body looks like when you're performing on a stage. And so I think that's really where my awareness and hyper focus almost around what my body looked like started, where it started and and where it kind of came from is just those ideals that were kind of ingrained into me, whether intentionally or not, from, from that lifestyle of being a dancer and, and being around others and, and starting to compare myself. Even if it wasn't for the most healthy reasons, that's truly where it started for me. Now, when it comes to my nutrition, again, one of those things that I never really thought about, never really worried about, or didn't really you know put too much thought into. My parents cooked me dinner. I didn't think twice about it. I'm very grateful, thankful, And lucky that I have parents who generally were providing us with very balanced meals, especially for dinner when we would sit down. It was always a balanced plate. We always had the components of a balanced meal now that I have awareness around what that looks like. um, But I didn't have the awareness of what that looks like at the time. I just knew that my parents were, you know, serving me dinner and I was going to eat it. For the most part, like I did kind of get picky. There were certain times where. I didn't want to eat something, but maybe felt like I had to. And so that is, you know, can be impact in a separate episode. And if you go back and listen to fostering a healthy relationship for kids with around food and, and exercise, uh, we do kind of talk about that topic. But I'm going to leave that for a separate episode and talk more specifically about the fact that I just didn't have, I didn't know, I didn't know any better. I just ate food. I didn't understand what was in my food. And um, now knowing what I do, I do realize that my parents did create pretty, Pretty good balanced meals for the most part, but that's not to say that I definitely didn't put a lot more junk, for lack of better words, into my body at a young age, as many of us do. I'm sure many of you can relate. Maybe, maybe not. But again, it all depends on your lifestyle and and your background and um, socioeconomic status and so many other things. But there was definitely a lot of Pop Tarts and you know packaged snack cakes and you know all the things that you wanted to have after school or that your friends had or that the school had for purchase. That were just fun things that as a kid, you come to enjoy. So there was definitely a lot of that. And I could, for lack of better words, again, get away with it because I was so active, because I was a dancer, because I was moving my body pretty frequently. By no means was I an inactive or sedentary um, kid. I was pretty active, always, you know, outside or, you know, at dance class. I was going to dance like five days a week and um, multiple, multiple classes. So it kept me active. And Growing up, I think, again, everybody's situation and experience is different, but the way my metabolism worked and the way that I um, had a very active lifestyle and the general like maybe 50-50 balance of like nutritious versus non-choices, like that just worked for my body at a young age and I got away with it for as long as I could. And then, of course, they always talk about when you go to college, that's where you put on weight and you um, really start to struggle there. And I didn't want that to happen. I, I, again, already lived a active lifestyle. And that's something that's always been important to me. In fact, going into college, I did consider going for something in the realm of nutrition exercise, but I didn't really have a good picture of what that would look like in terms of a future. And so it was more just a priority and a value of mine to live an active, healthy lifestyle. And so going to college, I did continue to go to the gym. And um, if you did go to to a campus for college if you did go for um, education in the college level. Some of you may also be able to relate to the fact that often we are walking around campus a ton and that was that was my campus. It was very walkable. We walked almost everywhere unless you were going off campus. Um, I brought my car for the second year, um, but even still I walked everywhere and you know was jetting across campus from one to the other and I never even kept track of how many steps I got but I I bet you I got over 10,000 a day easy so again I was active I was keeping active I was going to the gym I was walking a lot and walking is so underrated but it just didn't really catch up to me too much of course you know the the calf the cafeteria food was not always the most nutritious and there was a lot of late night runs to fast food restaurants but for the most part. Again, maintaining that active lifestyle and um, generally balancing it out. I had a good, good general idea of, okay, I need to eat some vegetables. I need to eat these things. Um, Still not the full awareness that I do have today. I generally got away with it for sure. My weight fluctuated for sure. I paid attention to it a little bit and I was a little bit more aware of it. And I would, this is where I started to go through phases because you are surrounded with so many other women who are maybe in a situation that they do pay a lot closer attention to their body. You start to kind of pick up on those things too, um, whether it's from nutritional choices, dieting, or exercise. I was starting to fall into some of those habits just unknowingly. I didn't know it was a quote unquote bad thing. I didn't know. I didn't realize that, yeah, saving up all my calories, especially as I got older and started to to drink and turn 21, um, I didn't realize that the the mindset that I should just you know, save my calories for the alcohol and just not eat all day was a bad thing. So I definitely had some disordered habits that I didn't realize were disordered because it was so normalized in that college setting coming from all the people that I was surrounded with. So some of you may be able to relate to that as well. Um, And and throughout this entire story that I'm telling my own journey, the reason I want to share it is because there's probably a lot of things that a lot of you can relate to. And there's probably some things that some of you won't be able to relate to. And that is an important point to remember throughout all of this is all of our journeys are different. No matter where you're at, no matter where you started, everyone goes through different things. Sometimes we go through similar things, but there's a lot of it that is different. So that was kind of my experience in college and where I started to have a lot more of those disordered patterns come up. You know, maybe in in high school and dancing, the biggest thing that I reflect back on is that I was a bit more hyper aware and worried about the way my body looked from a young age, as many of us are, um, than I realized at the time. Now, just like thinking back to where I was um, at a younger age and where a lot of these mindsets that I had to work on and overcome over the last couple of years came from. And then moving into college, my um, choices around exercise and nutrition really reflected in that. Um, Actually, like missed and skipped a little piece there when I was, I think, a senior in college or senior in high school. I decided to become a vegetarian, which quickly changed into pescatarian because I realized how restrictive and hard it was to completely go ve- vegetarian. I even tried vegan at one point, and that just wasn't it. I really loved cheese at the point at the time, and that's a whole separate story because I rarely eat dairy now. I've come to find that it really doesn't agree with me in most situations. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but um, again, it's one of those things. I just didn't have the awareness, but I thought that and this is maybe, you know, a little clue to how we still have skewed mindsets at a young age based on what we see and hear. I just thought I would be healthier if I stopped eating meat. That was just my interpretation. I had heard it from other people. I didn't really love meat, so I didn't have a strong reason, like it wasn't, you know, for the animals, while, while I do love animals. Um, I stopped eating meat because I thought it would make me healthier, and I was like, I want to be healthy. um come to find out years later I was not eating enough protein, but we will get there soon. So, um that was kind of a little thing and so going into college I was pescatarian. I did eat fish, but primarily was, you know, sticking to a vegetarian diet. Um and Again in college was exercising and just doing my best and getting away with it. And just did have that's where a lot of the disordered patterns around exercise and eating, you know, go to the gym and, you know, work out for for hours to to burn as many calories as possible, even though I don't know didn't know how many I was burning or what I was doing. I just knew I just needed to exercise as much as I could and I needed to eat as little as I could. And that's where that those those mindsets and behaviors kind of started. So really where my journey started more seriously after that was after college, because again, some of us can probably relate to this, but I went from that active lifestyle of walking around campus all the time and significantly moving my body a whole lot more to being planted behind a desk. And that was my first job outside of college. I was sitting behind a desk most of the time. This is where I actually, re- I remember very vividly getting my first Fitbit. And man, did it really give me some awareness around how little I was moving in that in that new job. And so I would try to get my steps in and, you know, hit that 10K step goal. I didn't really have any, again, knowledge or awareness of like what, you know, how many steps I should be getting. I just knew like, oh my gosh, like I'm not getting enough. I need to be moving more. And you know, I would always stay active, like staying active, exercising was a priority to me, but that significant change from walking everywhere to sitting behind a desk was a huge drastic change for me and my body. And I was really starting to become aware of it. My body was starting to feel it. Now add to the equation. My first job was at a winery. So yes, I was around wine all the time and, you know, just graduated college, still very much in the mindset of, you know, drinking and, you know, taking advantage of that 21 ID. I would take home free wine. I got discounts on wine. And so almost every night, not to mention, I didn't have a really great relationship at the time. So I was really using alcohol as a way to escape. And I would spend most of my nights, you know, drinking an entire bottle of wine. Yeah. And that is nowhere near the person I am today. So it's really interesting to reflect back. But I just think about okay, my habits weren't super great then. I went from moving a lot to moving very little. Um, I did start to become aware of that. And I was obviously trying to get more steps in, but I was also counteracting it with an increase in calories from alcohol and just alcohol being a toxin in general, like not doing super great things for my body. Um, I was also doing some kickboxing on the side. So this is what, this is the form of exercise I was doing. You know, again, I was really, my mindset at the time was, my mindset at the time from what I'd learned from so many people and also I think just being a dancer growing up was like that cardio was key and just like moving as like moving as much as possible was the the thing that I needed to do and just breaking as much of a sweat as possible and that that my friends is what I thought a good workout was and that there is there was no other good workout except one that left me feeling dead. So I was really into circuit training and I did some um, circuit kickboxing where it was like a combination of a little bit of strength training. That was like my first introduction to strength training in a formal um setting i did actually do a little bit of strength training in high school but i was not into it at all like it was it was a class i had to take and um when i would go to the gym on my own outside of that um you know i i would go on the elliptical and i would stay far far away from the weights that's how much i didn't enjoy it so my second introduction introduction to that setting was a little bit in my kickboxing classes and for the most part, that class was cardio. You know, it was jumping from station to station, not very little rest. Like you walked out of there feeling sweaty and like you did something. And I would go on runs on the, on the side. I would, you know, go through these phases and seasons of wanting to be a runner because I thought, oh, if I'm a runner, I'm gonna look lean and toned like these girls in the magazine. So this is where... I think things really started to spiral and where I really started to get hyper-focused on exercise and what I was eating because I did notice going to that desk setting and moving my body less. It really did make me not feel super great. I was lacking confidence. I had gained some weight and I was aware of it because my lifestyle had changed so, so much and, and the way that my clothes were fitting and the way that I was feeling just was not the same as it usually was. So I started to just kind of keep doing the things I was doing I was going through the motions my idea of eating healthy at the time again from the things that I had learned growing up the people I was surrounded with uh, a lot of the things I learned in college from from the other girls I was surrounded with was eating as little as possible I mean how many of us have learned through somewhere social media a friend a family member just like the things that we've heard read in magazines the goal is to eat less, move more and that's definitely what I was trying to do. I was trying to basically keep my like calorie intake as little as possible. I remember downloading the MyFitnessPal app this is a couple years after college, um, when things were really coming to a head, when I was really feeling the worst in my body and my boyfriend at the time would just bake me brownies and we would eat so clean during the week and then I would totally binge on the weekend because I did so good during the week and wanted to reward myself. How many of you have been there, done that? But I did, I do remember downloading the MyFitnessPal app and getting some like, pre-calculated numbers that the app spit out at me, which please don't do that. Please work with the coach. The apps do not take into consideration so many factors, including your history and um, so, so many other things that are important to get the appropriate calorie intake for you. So of course it shot out a super low number for me. And I thought my interpretation was eat as little as possible from this number. Don't get anywhere near it. Like the the less you eat, the better. So when I would get home at the end of the day, I would skip breakfast and be like, oh, I'm not even hungry. Great. Win-win. Um, I was basically um, intermittent fasting without realizing it. I would skip breakfast so many days. I would go to work and pack myself an apple with some peanut butter and come home and have you know a, a decently balanced dinner, maybe splurge on like three, four, five brownies and call it a day. And so that might sound healthy to a lot of you because maybe we see this happening. Maybe this is even your current habits. Maybe you've been there. Um, Maybe you've heard, oh, intermittent fasting is good. Skipping breakfast is a good thing, which a whole separate topic for another time. Why especially women should not be doing that. Um, But yeah, skipping breakfast, not super great because of course that was leading me to binge eat later in the day and not allowing me to be more mindful and also not promoting good blood sugar and a number of other things. And then I was eating very minimal for lunch, not to mention not nearly enough protein. I was missing so many things in my diet that would have helped me be more mindful and would have fueled my body properly, but I didn't know it. So I still wasn't seeing any results. Obviously I was, I was going to kickboxing. I was doing all these things that I thought were healthy. I I was going through these phases of just eat as little as possible. That's what I thought I had to do. And then of course, binging on whatever sweets I could get my hands on because I, I avoided them during the week or when I was in a healthy season of life or when I was trying to be a runner and be on my, on my BS and, eat super healthy, AKA eat lettuce and (laughs) eat as little as possible. And you can, you can tell now, hopefully through listening to this podcast and maybe what you've learned that none of those things were actually healthy. And obviously it was reflecting in the way my body was looking and feeling. And I was feeling worse and worse and worse. I was getting to my least confident point. I was not feeling any better. It was just this like spiral, this all in, all out mentality that I had. And it was a vicious cycle. So I said, you know what? I thought about it so many times over the years. I decided to hire a personal trainer. I was like, okay, this is what I need to do, right? Like, I I need to hire a personal trainer. I obviously am not getting anywhere. And so my birthday was coming up, my 25th birthday. And I decided, okay, for my birthday this year, my gift to myself is going to be hiring a personal trainer. Now, I went the cheap route. Don't recommend it because we're about to get into that story. But I hired this personal trainer because I knew that I needed somebody to tell me what to do that actually knew what they were doing for the most part. And again, we're about to get into that story. So I hired this personal trainer and I was of the mindset. You know, I had three months, maybe this is like February, March, three to four months until my 25th birthday. So we're talking almost five years ago now. And I hired this personal trainer and said, I will do whatever it takes to have a six pack by my birthday on the beach obviously so many things wrong with this request. Um, now reflecting back on it, the fact that I was only worried about having a six pack, I didn't really care about my like health. I was just, you know, really cared about my appearance, which is a whole problem in this industry in itself. You can listen back to my episode of my ick with the health and fitness space, but I wanted a six pack. That's what, that was my goals at the time. I had so many six packs pinned on my Pinterest board and, um, Ab circuits that I thought were going to get me there. And obviously they hadn't. So I hired this personal trainer. I said, Get me a six pack by my birthday. She had done um, bodybuilding. She was in prep for bodybuilding. And I was like, Listen, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that intense. I just want to be, I want to look fit. I want to, you know, be toned. Many of you probably have similar goals. And I want to have a six pack. That was a really big goal of mine. So I said, I'll do whatever it takes. And oh boy, did she. Did she do that? She said, okay, great. We're going to be going to the gym twice a day. You're going to go for a strength training session. You're going to go for a cardio session. I mean, I was going almost every single day of the week. I maybe had one rest day. And a lot of those days I was going in to do cardio or whatever. I didn't have time for because these workouts were long. Like I was spending hours there. I would get up early. I would leave my boyfriend in bed and I would go and I would work out for hours. And I would go back at the end of the day, straight from work. Like I was committed. I was basically in prep without even realizing it. And she had me on a meal plan because I was like, just tell me what to eat. Some of you probably are like, I want that too. I want someone to just tell me what to eat. And there's a reason that I don't do that with my clients because it does not build any awareness or education or knowledge for you to be able to eat the right way long-term. But at the time, this is what I thought I wanted. I said, just tell me what to eat. I will do whatever it takes. And so hence I had this terrible awful very strict meal plan naturally very quickly i was like when when do i get to um eat anything off this meal plan she was like oh you know here and there i'll give you a cheat day so again something that I just don't believe in anymore, cheat days and just that toxic mindset of clean eating all the time and then just basically binging when you have a chance. But that's, that's what I did. And I followed this meal plan and I hated it. I ate tilapia because again, I was a pescatarian. So my options were very limited for um, getting adequate protein. This is where I started to realize that I wasn't getting enough. And when I didn't want to eat a bunch of tilapia, she's like, well, here's your options. You can do tilapia, tofu, you can do this fish, that fish, Um, but was also keeping my fats really low and that in itself is not great for hormone health. Now that I know that there are so many things wrong with me requesting and going after this, this goal mentally, physically, but I was dedicated. I said, I'll do whatever it takes. But as the three months that I signed up to work with her came to a close and I got to my birthday, definitely saw changes. I mean, I definitely saw changes, but I was also feeling very burnt out and knowing that I was not about to stick to this meal plan forever. And I started to do my own research and kind of came across this this whole, if it fits your macros, because she was telling me not that I couldn't eat anything outside of the clean foods that she gave me on the meal plan and really discouraged me from, you know, fitting anything else into my calorie goals and macro goals that she gave me. But I was like, I, I think you're wrong here. And I did some research and I came across this if it fits your macros and kind of went the other direction. Once I found and discovered that you could be flexible and eat the things that you wanted, hypoth- I hypothetically eat whatever you want and still meet your calorie goals and still meet your macro goals, I was all in on that. I took advantage of it. I was eating mostly processed foods. I mean, I, I kept some vegetables in my diet, but not nearly enough. And I decided I had gotten to a point where You know, I saw those changes from that really committed approach. I took a little bit of a break. I moved out to California. I definitely had some flexibility as I was, you know, getting a bit more social, making new friends. I didn't know anyone in the area, but I was ready to rein it in again. I was like, okay, quickly starting to see that that extreme approach my personal trainer had me on with the meal plan and the two-a-days, the minute I stopped doing those things and have flexibility in my life when I moved to California... Suddenly I wasn't really liking the way that my, um, my, my body was changing and the way I was feeling. Like I wasn't feeling as good anymore, obviously, because I wasn't keeping up these extreme uh, routines that she had put me on. I was still working out. I was still, you know, generally, you know, following that, trying to figure out this macro thing on my own. But I was like, okay, I'm ready to rein it in. And I decided to hire a coach. I hired a coach who specifically I knew was going to help me, you know, do macros in a way that would, um, you know, help me reach my goals in a bit more of a sustainable way. Like I could still enjoy things and, you know, not have to be as extreme about it. And very quickly they put me on higher calories. They were like, your personal trainer had you on way too low of calories and you were working out way too much. You need to have rest days. And so that was a really good introduction to the other things that I had never been educated on or told before and I started to get addicted to that I got addicted to the idea that I could be so flexible and reach my goals and this doesn't always work for everybody everybody's bodies are different it really depends on where you're at and what's going on internally, physiologically with your body. Some people's bodies just simply do not respond to the level of flexibility that I was giving myself in that, if it fits your macros phase of my life, the amount of um, highly processed foods I was eating um, the amount of alcohol I was fitting in. And that's where I started to get some more education around alcohol and, um, really see the difference in how my body felt with versus without it and started to minimize my consumption. My coach really was educating me on the fact that it was stalling fat loss. And I would complain. I was like, why am I not seeing changes? And the minute I started to really be more mindful of that, I really did. So, I did gain a lot through that experience, but I did kind of get addicted in the process. And that's where I said, okay, I'm ready for the next level. Like I always told that first personal trainer that I didn't want to be a bodybuilder. I didn't want to go that extreme or intense, but here I am starting to consider it. So I thought, okay, I've, I've reached these weight loss goals. I'm, I'm generally happy with where my body is. I've been working really hard. This macro thing things seem sustainable. I have a good workout routine. You know, what's the next challenge for me? I'm somebody who's very goal oriented. I wanted a challenge. And so I did start to consider bodybuilding and that is the path that I went down next. And so I did, I started bodybuilding. I planned to do prep. Um, I actually was only in California for a year. I moved back. If you don't know, I live in North Carolina. And so I moved back to North Carolina and I, I intended to start prep after I had a, a big trip plan to Australia. And so I started kind of like just, you know, a little bit dieting before that, but not super rigid or anything. And when I got back, I was like, all right, kicking into high gear. I'm starting prep for a bikini bodybuilding competition. We're doing it. Um, and I was really of the mindset that this is, you know, obviously I knew going into it. The good thing is I did know, and I did have a mindset of, this isn't something that you can do forever. This isn't sustainable. Um, you know, I, I was trying to go about it in a, in a place and space where I felt I was ready for it. But no matter what, I think that that is just an extreme sport. No matter how ready you think you are, no matter how um, good of a relationship with food and a body you have developed, that process will skew things and it will change things. And I'm sure many of you who maybe listening, maybe you've decided to go to the bodybuilding route or did in the past, you might be able to relate to that. No matter what, your head will get messed with and the way you feel about yourself and your body and your relationship with food will change. And I've rarely, if ever seen it, have a positive impact for the women that I've met through the journey of bodybuilding. So on this journey to bodybuilding, I prepped and I, I was dedicated. I was, a per- and I'm coming from someone who is a recovering perfectionist. I've really worked on this over the years, but at the time I was in my peak perfectionist phase of hitting my macros perfectly and really being super rigid with it. And in my mind, it was fine at the time because I knew it wasn't forever. I was like, okay, this is a short-term goal. I'm committed. I want to do the best I possibly can at this. And that's just my mindset. And so I was all in, perfectionist Hannah, check in all the boxes. I want to succeed in this bodybuilding thing. And I was doing really well. And then 2020 came along when I was supposed to do my competition. Three weeks away, I was so ready. I had actually started increasing my food intake. My body was responding super well to that. And I was ready. I was ready to finish out this chapter and move on to what was next. And COVID came. COVID happened and everything shut down. My show was canceled and it was really hard to, to have gone through this really rigid extreme process for nothing, it felt like at the time. So I did kind of take a break and um, enjoy the summer and you know whatever I could with what was going on in the world at that time. But the minute things started opening back up, I was committed. I said, you know what? I'm not throwing this away. I did all this work. I will check this off. I will complete this goal. And I did um, end up deciding to go for a show that was happening in Arizona. That was one of the first states to reopen for bodybuilding shows um, in August. And I made this decision in June. So three months after everything shut down and I kind of decided to like take a break, press pause until we knew what was happening. I said, okay, this show is happening. I'm gonna do it. I have two months to cut weight again. And so again, went into this extreme diet to drop like 15 to 20 pounds by that show to be stage ready because um, of course I didn't maintain that. We didn't know what the the future looked like. And so it wouldn't be healthy for me to, to maintain the level of leanness that I was ready for my show in March. With not knowing what was next. So, um, we had taken a break. I had put on some weight intentionally because that's what my body needed. But I decided to jump into an extreme diet again and and drop 20 pounds in order to do this bodybuilding competition, which I totally did. Now, another piece that I forgot to mention through this entire process, uh, maybe like a couple months before I started my diet for this whole initial prep phase. Prior to the March sh- shows or when they were supposed to be, I had gone off birth control because I had been learning. I had been learning um, the impacts it has on your body. And, and I just made the personal decision that it wasn't something that I wanted to do. I didn't want to have that external influence. I wanted to have a natural cycle. So I decided to go off just on my own own free will without proper guidance, without any really true knowledge of what I was doing at the time, and then start my diet. You know, within a couple months afterwards. So I lost my period for almost an entire year through this process of bodybuilding after going off birth control because it does take time for your body to regulate coming off of the birth control pill. You may or may not have a period right away. And an important aspect of getting your hormones regulated is feeding your body Adequately and also having an appropriate body fat percentage, which I was not. I was I was super lean at the time, and I went straight into a calorie deficit where I was taking food away. So two really poor things. Do not recommend. Please do not do that. Please, please, please do not. I have learned many lessons from that, um, and now I know so much better. I wouldn't. I would definitely have gone back and changed things um, if I could. But it, if anything, it really just taught me a lot. So throughout this entire process, I haven't had a period, which might sound great and convenient to a lot of you, but that is not healthy. And a period is a sign of a a healthy, regulated body and hormones. And so after my shows, after I finally accomplished this goal of bodybuilding, and I actually did really well and I got two first place finishes, I finished out that season and I thought that I would probably do it again. I really enjoyed the experience, the, the glitz, the glam, the stage, but quickly after that, I started to reconsider and really think that this might not be something that I wanted to do long-term. And it really wasn't my mindset going into it. I never intended on that, but I did just, you know, the experience was fun. It was a good challenge. And so I thought maybe I would, but then as I, you know, started to end that process and come out of the diet and I still didn't have a period back and I wasn't getting the support I needed from my, my coaches at the time to help regulate my cycle. And their first priority was you know, when was I gonna compete again and that wasn't really mine, I decided it was time to just like press pause and figure out what I wanted to do. So I, did, I was coaching myself for a little while until I found another really great coach who truly taught me so much and I attribute so much of my success in in getting back to my my health and just having the mindset that I do now to that coaching experience to the last coach that I worked with And it was with the intention that maybe I would go back to bodybuilding, but they had more of a functional and holistic approach, which is what I preach, what I recommend when it comes to coaching, find someone who understands how the body works as a whole, how everything works, the importance of... The quality of your diet, the importance of your gut health. Um, though that's when things really started to come to light to me. And also in the sense that, um, as I was working with my own clients and coming across situations where they were struggling with gut health, they were struggling with a lot of these symptoms of deeper issues going on with their bodies, um, is when I decided to go for a certification in functional nutrition and, Um, really understand further how all these things were connected. So I was learning for my clients, but also learning for myself because I wanted to get my period back and I wasn't getting the support that I needed. And so that's exactly what I did. I went on this journey for functional health. I eventually found a coach that I felt aligned with who kind of believed the same things that I had been learning and was able to successfully get my period back. But here's what I'll tell you, coming out of that super extreme place of leanness, super extreme dieting, um, my mindset was not good, I was not feeling very good about my body, especially as, as I started to gain weight back, even though I knew I had to do it. Your mind gets skewed, your thoughts around your body get skewed, your relationship with food is skewed because I was such a perfectionist throughout the entire process. I was so rigid that it was really hard for me. I, I was still kind of going through those, you know, not being very mindful with my food choices overall. And I really struggled with that and and did put weight back on a little bit more quickly than I probably could have, but. I, I needed to. It's what my body needed. I wouldn't have been able to get my cycle back if I didn't allow my body to gain weight. And the thing is, our bodies. It's it's much easier, and we often see that that negative response. We see a really hard time maintaining a healthy weight when things are out of balance. My gut health was poor. I was really really struggling with my gut health, my hormones, and usually the two are interconnected, which mine definitely were. Um, whether from coming off birth control um, or just ignoring these GI symptoms I had over the years and and just accepting them as normal because that's what so many people do. It was just a hot mess and. Not to mention just coming out of a diet that extreme in general, and struggling with my mental health. Like it was, it was truly just a hot mess, and it took a long time to get things regulated. And, and so much happened. I did go through a gut health protocol, which improved so many of my symptoms and really even regulated my cycle more and my skin, and um, really started to feel better and get to a place where I was like, okay, I think I'm like back to normal again. I feel really good, but I still struggled a little bit, um, especially when I would travel with some some GI symptoms and you know, decided to go more of an integrative health route, worked with an integrative health practitioner, um, to uncover that I had mold toxicity, um, as well as just generally like my adrenals were, were taxed, which is very understandable. I had been doing a lot of work to, um, support my body, reduce my stress. But the fact that I had been in this bodybuilding season of life, um, I went from, zero to 60 in all areas i was barely sleeping i mean i was juggling multiple jobs on top of um, training clients in person as well as training for my own bodybuilding show i was in an extreme diet phase i was rarely sleeping and i went from never drinking caffeine to drinking like an energy drink a pot of coffee and pre-workout every single day which is part of the reason why i don't drink a ton of caffeine right now in my current life, because it just doesn't make sense, nor do I need it. And I never really did, but I did during that season where I was depriving my body of food, of sleep, of all these things. I was over-exercising. So it was... It was quite a learning experience more than anything to go through that and to get to where i am now to really learn and understand the deeper side of why my body was responding and reacting the way it was throughout different seasons because i didn't have that awareness until i went through it and i dug deeper and i got the adequate support to repair and rebalance my body and get it to the place that it is today so i went through a gut protocol i went through a mold protocol. I went through so many different things. I've I've checked a lot of the boxes of things to experience on your fitness journey, which I hope that not everybody has to go through all of the seasons and things that I did. And that is part of my reason for sharing. If you're relating to any of this and maybe you're, oh yeah, I am kind of struggling with my gut health or, oh, you know, I was thinking about doing that bodybuilding thing. I'm not here to tell you what to do or how to live your life, but I'm I'm here to tell you to always take a moment to to step back and think and just say, what is it that I really need right here? Um, you know, is it that I need to do bodybuilding? I mean it's a great challenge for some people, and I am always gonna cheer on those who feel that they are ready to do that as long as you are supported by the best possible person in doing so, that is going to take your health into consideration, that isn't going to run your body into the ground. There's a lot of really toxic, really bad coaches in the bodybuilding space. That's something that especially you have to be aware of. But I also met a lot of women who went into bodybuilding because of their own insecurities with their body, and they thought that that was going to be a solve for them. Um, And so while I didn't go in with that mindset, it certainly did skew my mindset even more. So imagine if you went in um, with an underlying, really what it was that you needed was to unpack your own feelings around your body. Imagine how much further exacerbated that could be had you not had you not done so beforehand so it's so important to just take a step back and say what is my body telling me here right now what do I really need to feel better to feel my healthiest to function at my best and you might not know you might need to find some help and it's important to just do research and obviously I've worked with quite a few coaches and mentors over the years I've learned something from each of them Um, as much as I would go back and change certain things I wouldn't at the same time because they did each teach me a lot that helped me to get to where I am now and has given me the plethora of knowledge from all of those experiences to guide my own clients and give them better than I got in a lot of those situations, which is ultimately why I decided to start my own coaching business because I knew that women deserve better. I knew from my own experience that there was a lot of really not great coaches out there that um, whether they just didn't know what they were doing, they didn't really understand things on a deeper level or they were truly just there to make money and help you you know, reach your fitness goals, no matter how extreme it meant you going. And that didn't take your actual health into consideration. So I knew women deserved better than that. And I wanted the clients that I worked with to have a better experience and to be able to focus on their health and the way that their body functions and feels more than just getting the quick results to change the way that your body looks, disregarding everything else. That's so, so important in the process. So Wow, what a what a journey. And I feel like I still miss little pieces. like as I speak and as I share, I always think about these little tidbits that I, I forgot really were involved in this process and that were a part of my journey to getting to where I am now, which is truly, truly feeling the most balanced and the most educated, and the most aware that I ever have in my body, and not everybody will get to the point that I am, and that's okay, because not everybody's going to decide to further their own continuing education into health, and fitness, and nutrition, and become a fitness coach, and work with clients, like I learn so much from my clients every single day, so not everyone's going to have the same experience as me, but my, my hope and my goal is that if you do work with the appropriate coach, if you work with somebody who has this background, if you work with somebody who has all of these experiences, they can help you avoid going through all of this for yourself and get you to where you feel your best, you function at your best that much quicker, that much um, in a better way and you can gain the awareness in that process my goal for my clients when they walk away from working with me is that they do feel confident that they understand nutrition enough they understand a healthy routine and habits enough they have those things enough to where that they can now maintain a healthy body and lifestyle and they have the the awareness and knowledge around their mental health and their physical health to understand all the different things that influence and go into and and the little things to pay attention to and I truly you know, feel so, so lucky that I get to do this because when I do have a client come back to me a year after being done working together who is still keeping up the habits and still maintaining a body that feels healthy and strong and fueled and nourished without dieting, without changing anything, that is so rewarding to me. So just know that that is possible without going through everything that I did, because there are coaches like me. And even even if you don't want to work with me and my team, there are really, really good coaches who've gone through a lot of these things themselves, and they decided to start coaching because they wanted to deliver better. They wanted their their clients to experience better, and they now know how to get their clients from point A to point B that much quicker and in that much more of a sustainable way that's actually going to help them achieve a healthy, balanced body. So- I'm so grateful to be where I am now. Um, finishing yoga teacher training, which is something that I, I don't know if I ever saw myself doing this, especially when I was in my bodybuilding season of life. I was really, really hyper-focused on the idea that there's only one way to exercise. I, once I discovered strength training and what it did for my body... I did become addicted to that and thought, this is the way, this is the way cardio is not necessary. It's a tool. I used cardio of course, but I was, I really thought strength training was it. And I didn't have a lot of variety at that point in time, because that's what you really, you know, do a lot of in bodybuilding. It's a lot of strength training and and a little bit of cardio, but I have so much more come to appreciate and find a more balanced approach to my exercise routine, and I'm so grateful for that. So yeah, I do still strength training. I still do believe in the importance of it, and I think it's something that everybody should do, um, for, not from oh, a standpoint of changing your body, but from a from a health standpoint, from a strength standpoint, from a keeping yourself moving throughout the rest of your life as you get older and so many people are stuck on a couch because they've never done so or are you know have more more risk injury injury risk because they've never done so so I do believe in the the power of strength training especially for women but for everybody to do but I also think it's so important to walk and move our bodies I mean some of the people who live the longest walking is one of the things that is truly so important and underrated that so many of us don't even think about just like moving our bodies more throughout the day instead of planting ourselves on the couch or in front of a desk without even taking that effort to get up and move consistently throughout the day. Doing some cardio here and there to prioritize your card- cardiovascular health, but not doing it in an extreme way or only because it's an approach to lose weight or change the way your body looks. And yoga, because yoga is, is beyond just the physical component. It's beyond just The poses that you do. And and when I first tried and started yoga, that's the reason that I went. I mean, I did a hot yoga class because I like to sweat it out and I thought it was a good workout. And so many of you probably do workouts for that exact reason, maybe even yoga. But there's so much more to yoga. And the reason I got back into it about two years ago was because I needed the mental component. Because I really knew that it would help with my anxiety, something that I've struggled with so much over the years, and now Um, feel so grateful to have at more of a managed place because of yoga, my yoga practice, and being able to learn how to be present and connect with my breath and just incorporate more mindfulness into my life. And so I think it's important to have variety in your exercise routine and and to be able to reflect back and see how far I've come. It just feels so good to be be in this place where I do truly believe in everything that I'm doing. And it's beyond just changing the way that my body looks. It's beyond just doing it because I feel like I have to. It's fine. Finding joy in what I'm doing and doing things because I know that they feel they make me feel good. And I know that they that I'm making choices that are that are the best by my individual body and they're gonna help me feel my best. So I do a little bit of everything that I have learned along the way. And I, I have, when it comes to nutrition, been able to build the confidence in just making food choices without having to plug it into an app. But that has taken a lot of learning and awareness. And understanding, and I—I I don't think that I would go back and change um, my time spent macro tracking, um, except maybe the approach. I, w- I would maybe, you know, have a bit more of a flexible approach if I had the the appropriate coach to do that. I think bodybuilding just kind of prevented me from having that from the beginning. It was a very rigid um, thing, and that's just how it is, and that's just the way it goes. But I did learn so much through macro tracking that I never knew before. Thinking back to the beginning of my story, I—I I knew, I know now that my parents made me nice balanced meals, but. Also reflecting back, I didn't eat super nutritious choices for for all of my meals and I wasn't always the most balanced. And now I have a lot more awareness around that and I truly think macro tracking and understanding what is in my food, what what has fiber, what has carbs, what has fat, what has protein helps me make more educated choices without the guilt that I often put on food in that in those seasons of life, post high school, in college, and in my, um, you know, early twenties, where I was of the mindset just eat as little as possible, avoid carbs, avoid this, avoid that, move as much as possible, exercise as much as possible, run as much as possible, things have changed so much because of because of the experiences that I've had. So, what questions do you have for me? What things do you relate to? What things? Um, maybe are a little bit different for you and your experience, if you've been through like similar experiences, but your interpretation or um, your takeaway from that season of your own life has been different, I would love to hear from you. Um, I think, again, there's so many pieces that I probably left out here in my journey. It's been so colorful. It's been so up and down as all of our journeys are. And I think it's such an important thing to remember that again, all of our journeys are different. But they each teach us things individually and it is going to be filled with ups and downs and challenges and changes. And I have this conversation often, especially with one of my clients who um, prior to working together always was very quick to give it like throw in the towel. It's either all in, all out, which I think a lot of women struggle with but we have to remember that there's going to be ups and downs. Sometimes we have challenging weeks and we can instead learn from them and really decide how we move forward and how we grow from it instead of just giving up altogether. And so don't compare yourself to others. Focus on yourself. Focus on your own journey. It's you versus you. Think back to where you started and how far you've come and where you are today. There's so many times in my journey where I felt like, It wasn't where I wanted to be physically or I felt like I wasn't making any progress. But now to sit here and talk about and reflect on and think back to really where I started and where I am now, I have come so far. And I bet you have too. So just wanted to share more of my journey today. Again, find me on Instagram at fitbyhand underscore and I would love to chat with you. Let's connect on some things that maybe you um, really related to or really resonated with on my story or I would love to just hear more about yours and where you're at in your journey and what things you're struggling with or where you want to go. What I'm focused on next from here is just continuing to find what makes me feel good. I really love the balance that I've found and I have so many tools and resources and connections now that, you know, there's this is the important thing to remember. It is a journey. There's always going to be stuff to work on. I'm, I'm not in a place where I'm just going to just like, okay, I have nothing to work on here. There's always more to le- learn and things are constantly going to change in your body. For example, I traveled to Bali last year and afterwards was struggling again with some GI symptoms and now I'm addressing a parasite. So there's all these components to our health that it's so important to just have the right resources and mentors and guides in your corner that you can go to when something doesn't feel right. And also the knowledge and awareness to know that when something doesn't feel right or you're not feeling good, um, that maybe something does need to change, but it doesn't have to be crazy or extreme. You just need to have the right support and guidance to approach that, to tackle that challenge in the right way. And you too can find this balance in your life. I truly believe it's possible. I truly want it for every woman and it might take time to get there. It doesn't happen overnight. You're definitely not going to, if you're sitting here right now, listening to this podcast, thinking, I am stuck. I, I don't know where to start. Like I want to, I have all these goals. I want to lose weight. I, my, my gut health is horrible. If you have a, a billion and one goals, I've been there. I've done that. I totally understand how it feels. It feels a little overwhelming, but it's just starting. It's just starting somewhere and doing something. It's asking for help, it's um, making that one small shift to your, you know, exercise routine. If you want to start, start. If you want to start eating more vegetables, start. Do something, ask for help, start somewhere, and remember it is a journey that never ends. Taking care of your health and your body is something that you have to commit to for life. If you don't want to, that's, that's great. That is your decision. You get to do what you want to do. But chances are, if you're here listening to this podcast episode, I have a feeling that you care about your health and your body and you desire to have a healthy functioning body where you feel your best. And I want you to know that you can have that. It might just take time and support and effort and patience and guidance to get there. There's so, so many things. There's so many complexities, so much nuance. And I truly believe that healthy bodies find healthy weights when you have healthy habits and we're addressing root cause issues. So just know the resources, the support system, the practitioners are out there that can help you get to where you want to go. You just have to be ready and willing to start and never stop. Until next time. If you like what you're hearing on the Fit Balance Healthy Podcast, come join us on social media to soak up some more. You can find my personal page at fitbyhand underscore on Instagram and our team page at the.fbh.lifestyle on Instagram as well. You can also find us on TikTok at the.fbh.lifestyle. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to talk with you again soon.